as much as I used to and being inside most of the day that just is wearing my body down like I am I'm not going to make too much of it because I'm fine Uh, but I've been to the hospital and urgent care uh, since we got locked inside more than I probably have in my entire adult life um, at first, what was it? April, I think I was, um, I thought I was having a hernia because I had this wild pain and it felt like somebody was tearing at my stomach, not stabbing because it didn't hurt that much. And in hindsight, it wasn't that often, but for like three weeks, I was getting up slow sitting down slow didn't really pick up my kid a whole lot because I was like oh I don't want to mess with it and make it worse I go to urgent care and uh, this little doctor thinking that it could be a hernia and I think at first she was making sure that I wasn't having like um, a burst appendicitis or something and um, once she had ruled that out she gets on top of me on the table almost like a gymnast and puts her two hands on my stomach and then puts all her weight on those two hands so like she's off the ground and she was like and that doesn't hurt and I was like nope that doesn't really hurt and she's like okay well 
then I don't think that you have, was it a hernia? No, I'm sorry. That was her making sure that I didn't have uh, appendicitis or need to have my appendix removed, whatever it is. Um, Cause she was like, if you did need to have your appendix removed or if it had ruptured or anything, this would cause you excruciating pain. And I was like, oh, well then good. But then I had to find out whether or not I had a hernia. So then I go to a surgeon, which was not as easy as you would think. Like the first time that I went, his assistant told me that he would be in. She was like, oh, he's only in on Tuesdays and Fridays or something. And I was like, okay. So I made an appointment for a Friday. I go there on a Friday and I'm, I'm super punctual. I went to the wrong office first. They pointed me to the correct office. Now I'm like speed walking to get over there. I get there. I'm out of breath. I'm a little sweaty. He's not there. And I was like, why isn't he here? I was told that he would be here because it's Friday. And I was told he comes in on Fridays. But the girl who was at the counter that day said, oh, no, he comes in on Wednesdays and something else days. And I was like, well, what the fuck would the first lady tell me that he comes in on something on Fridays for? But she didn't really understand what I was saying. And I was like, OK, well, this isn't helpful. And she was like, oh, do you want to make another appointment? And I was like, no, I don't, because I don't want to come back here. And then he's not here again. And I'm just in pain for longer. Um, but that's exactly what ended up happening. Uh, I just eventually gave in and made another appointment. However, he was there the second time, even though I don't think I saw him. I did not. Um, the next time that I came, his colleague helped me because he was busy helping someone else. And I was like, oh, you are just the worst doctor. And uh, then I had to go get a CT scan. And I'm, I'm curious, and I, I don't know why. People call it a CAT scan. I remember it being called a CAT scan when I was a kid. Um, but it's a CT scan. I don't know if that's just like somebody abbreviating or giving it a nickname because it was only missing the A. Anyway, I go to get the CT scan, and then the surgeon eventually tells me that he can't find anything inside my body that looks like it will require any kind of surgery, and no, I don't have a hernia. And I was like, okay. So once I knew that, plus he said, hey, it's probably just stress. And I was like, hmm. And then suddenly never had a real stomach thing again, which takes us to the gym opening. I was really excited to get back in the gym. I felt like my body was going to pieces because I was doing nothing with it. I had spent the past two or three years really trying to get in great shape, in the best shape that I've ever been in. And um, then I had to sit and watch my body turn to gelatin for months because the gyms weren't open. And working at home, especially all the app stuff I was doing, that's when I felt the tear in my stomach. So now I don't want to work out from home anymore because I'm afraid that I'm just going to hurt myself again even though I didn't even hurt myself, but gyms reopen, going back, feeling good. And then last week I start feeling a, a wild chest pain, like not a stab because anytime that I think of a stabbing pain, stabbing pain to me is the kind of pain that would stop me in my tracks while I'm trying to walk down the street because it's that much pain 
but it was like underneath my left pack, which, you know, that's kind of where your heart is because, well, no, your heart is in the middle of your chest, isn't it? Anyway, um, it's where my mind for a moment thought my heart was. And I was like, oh, God, tell me I'm not having a heart attack. I'm too young. And it wasn't that bad. It was like a little one day. Then I go to the gym the next day. And it's so much worse on the third day. So bad that I really start panicking like, what the fuck is happening to my body? Fortunately, because I start like reading. I'm not a hypochondriac. I don't endorse that behavior. But whenever something is wrong, the first thing I do is jump on Google just to get a faint idea of what it could be. And it is always horrible. Like, it's never just, oh, don't worry, it's probably this. It's almost always like, well, it's either cancer or heart failure. Maybe it's your lungs. And it's like, okay, well, all of those things are frightening. Um, but I'm reading through them. It hurt so often. Not so much so often like walking I would feel it constantly every time that I bent over lying down I would constantly have to switch sides I'm still not sleeping like I was two weeks ago um eventually back to urgent care I go and I'm like all right let's just because I, I did a teledoc appointment and he told me to go there because he thought that they could do the blood work that I needed, which they couldn't. And he also said, oh, they can do an EKG and see if it's your heart. And since a heart attack was something that uh, brought me so much fear, I was like, okay, well, yeah, let's rule out heart then. Let's do that. Um, so I go. Firstly, the line for urgent care is ridiculously long every day and I've been taking some like Instagram stories of it from time to time because every time that I go to the gym I have to walk past these 200 people it seems like standing around the corner from the urgent care and I'm like every day why is it that busy every day it doesn't even feel like that many people live in this neighborhood but it's every day every morning there are a shit ton of people out there so they just changed this how do I know that? Because I went there trying to go super early. I was like, okay, let's just go early. Get it out of the way. I was like, if I got to stand in line for an hour, because every time that I come out of the gym, I normally am looking at different people. So I'm like, okay, well, it's good that they weren't out here more than an hour. It's getting cold. When I go and I'm standing in line, I am the second person away from the door. So... There's this Asian woman in front of me who is not in line, but she was standing there before I got there. I don't know that she speaks English and I hate talking to strangers, so I didn't want to ask her for a while. More people start showing up. Everybody's getting impatient. We can see some people inside. Finally, a lady comes out and she's got a, a page with a QR code. And I'm getting ready to go in the door and she's like no 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 and I was like what are you talking about I'm next because I did finally ask the Asian lady and she said she wasn't even in line just loitering so 
she's like, oh, no, what we're doing from now on is everybody has to, like, take a picture of this QR code. You use that to sign up for a virtual wait list on a website. It'll put you in line. Go home. It'll let you know when you should come back. And she's saying, like, oh, it's going to be, like, three or four hours. And I'm like, okay. But what she does is... She's like, oh, what are you here for? And I said, I'm having chest pains. And she goes, oh, okay. Then she walks past me. She shows the QR code to everyone else in line. And then she comes back to me with the QR code. Now, in my mind, I'm like, I know you didn't just put me at the end of the line when I am the first person in line. But I just have this like confused look on my face like, why are you showing me the QR code last? And then she starts grabbing the second lady, the lady after me in line and taking her inside. And now I'm really confused, but I know my face looked angry because she she looked at me with an attitude, but I hadn't even said anything. And she goes, I'm just. I'm taking her inside because she doesn't have a phone. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going on right now. You show me the QR code after everybody else. Now you're taking the lady behind me inside while I'm standing out here. I'm confused. And she's like really upset. And I was like, lady, I'm not giving you an attitude. I'm telling you I'm confused by what's happening right now. She's like, we're going to treat you with priority. So I go back home, sit and wait. It texts me to come back after like an hour and a half or so. I come back and they won't let me inside. Like I'm, I'm trying to open the door and they won't let the door open. So now because that same rude lady and her coworker are sitting where they can see me trying to open the door and they're like, no, no, no. I start showing my phone with the text message that said, come down here by the exact time that I was trying to open the door. And I'm like, look at my phone. It's telling me to come down here. And they're both like, no, no, no. So then she comes back out and I start trying to open the door for her slash get inside. And she's like, no, right now the lobby is a capacity. So you have to wait out here. Now I didn't say anything, but I texted my wife right after that. I was like, that's fine that the lobby is full, but why did this thing tell me to leave home and come out here? And it's like 32 degrees or something close to it outside. And I'm like, I could have been at home, but instead something told me to leave and stand outside in the cold while I wait. And it wasn't even just automated because I wasn't like next in line. I was still like number 62. So the girl who would later tell me, oh, yeah, I think that I sent you a thing. She did that. Now, did she do that maliciously? Probably not. But it wasn't a computer's fault. It was hers. She did it. And the lobby was too full. So now with chest pain, I got to stand outside. Most of the people who were there for urgent care were just getting their COVID testing, which I think is crazy. Now, if jobs are making you do that, great. But if that's just curiosity, what? Like, why are there so many people feeling like they need to get tested? I will get tested because the doctor asked me eventually. She was like, oh, do you want to get tested? And I was like, no, I'm not having any symptoms. 
And I don't think I have it because I social distance and tell people to get away from me on a daily basis outside. But yeah, it's just madness that there's that many people that need to get checked out. And a lot of them could give a fuck about what's happening. Like even when I got in the lobby, there was a Hispanic mother who had like what a five six-year-old kid with her and her husband and none of them felt like they needed to stay away from anybody now they did have mass thank goodness but the lobby was full to capacity before I got in there right so the Hispanic lady and her husband and her son were in there before I got in there Are you putting that together because only one of them had a problem the mom so the lobby's full. I got to stand outside with chest pains. Meanwhile, her husband and son are fine. They're just in the lobby staying warm. And I'm outside like, what the fuck is happening? So I get in. Take my blood pressure. My blood pressure is high. Never used to be an issue. I don't know if it's stress. I don't know if it's because I'm nervous being in the doctor's office like first time that I ever saw that I had high blood pressure was when I thought I was having a hernia saw it again and I was like god damn man thought it was going down using less salt trying to work out again trying to eat better but now I'm probably gonna have to take some pills or something I'm gonna start by eating more bananas gotta get your potassium up but I'm in there they give me the EKG which was interesting um it's not my heart. Great news. Great news. Still got to get blood work done. But the whole reason for this long, long story was my body is just crumbling during this thing. This has got to end. We have to get the vaccine and get back to normalcy because I feel like a 70-year-old man. Every time that something new goes wrong with my body... I start thinking about the fact that my son is only two and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got to find some way to at least give him some pearls until he's like 20. And, you know, average lifespan of a black dude is not that long. So technically, I'm already a middle aged man. Doesn't help, you know, with all the Black Lives Matter stuff that's going on. So die any moment. But yeah, I started thinking about my mortality a whole lot more. Jonathan, can I speak to you for a moment? Absolutely. Uh, let me just grab my things. All right. Uh, should I just follow you? So the reason that I wanted to uh, stop and speak with you, this is a little bit tough to say, so I'm just going to jump right to it. Um, some of your co-workers have uh, told me about a scent that is coming from you. Um... They don't know how to speak with you about it, and to be honest, it's probably my job. If you need any help with deodorant or soap, you let me know. Because I think I smell great, right? Have, have a sniff of me. Oh, well that is nice. Thank you. You were a little close, and I got a whiff of that. Now, if you want to smell like I do, First thing I like to do when I get in the shower, I like to just let the water hit me. 
Did you ever watch the Magic School Bus? They had an episode where they were washing a car and it showed how first you gotta get the car wet and then they uh, showed you molecules. And then you wanna go over the car with the suds, the soap, because the soap lifts the dirt up off the car. Again, they were showing it to you in molecules. And then more water washes away the soap that now has the dirt stuck to it. And I like to think of my body as the car. And the dirt has all kinds of dead skin and grime. Try that. Also, don't be afraid when you get out of the shower, pump about eight good pumps of lotion into your hand then take some cologne buy cologne don't go cheap you can go to a good store tell them that you want to buy one you can pick whatever a nice cologne is start with something like um, Dolce & Gabbana tell them you want to buy one Dolce & Gabbana and you're willing to buy another of whatever it is that they're trying to get rid of and they'll give them both to you for the same price that you were going to pay for the Dolce and Gabbana. Trust me on this. You can haggle. As I was saying, you want to pump eight lotion pumps into your hand and then hit the lotion. This is unscented lotion. That's important. Hit the lotion with about two to three sprays of some nice cologne. Rub that head to toe all over your naked body. And I don't think that any of your coworkers are going to be talking about how much you smell. And I don't think that I'm going to have to put anything in writing about your smell if you just do that. Huh? What do you think? I mean, I'm a, I'm a little disappointed that everybody's talking about how I smell, but okay. Noted. All right. Good talk. Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. And that's fine. Now, regardless of how you feel about transgender people, I think that we can all agree, as a man, he's going to have a lot more trouble hiding that forehead. Women can wear bangs, but I just looked at a picture, and wowza, that thing jumps off the page. HBO Max put out some great news, and if you don't have it, now is a really good time to consider getting it. First of all, Wonder Woman 1984 will be coming directly to HBO Max on Christmas. Hooray! I didn't really like the first one, but that's still good news. Um, I love what they're doing for 2021, though. So what they're going to do is... All 17 movies that were supposed to come to theaters in 2021 will go to HBO Max and theaters. It'll be on HBO Max for a month, and that's all I really need. Let's just review some of the titles that we can look forward to. The Suicide Squad, which is like the sequel-ish spinoff of Suicide Squad. The Matrix 4, I gotta tell you, as much as I don't look back on how it ended that greatly, I cannot wait 
to see the Matrix 4. I just want to see what else they have to say. Uh, Dune, which I know almost nothing about. Not really excited, but Dave Bautista is in it, so I do kind of want to see it. Godzilla vs. Kong, which I have been excited about since, what was it, 2014's Godzilla? I think it was 14. I refuse to Google it. Um, the next Space Jam, which stars LeBron James, I got to tell you, just I'm an MJ person, and I really don't like how they're trying to finger fuck my childhood by tossing LeBron James in the sequel. I would rather see MJ come back. Not going to watch it. However, there is the new Tom and Jerry movie. Always loved them. Got to watch it. The new Mortal Kombat. I need that in my life. I've been waiting since they put out that, um, I think it was called Rebirth. Uh, it was like a YouTube trailer that was like eight minutes long and it was insane. And it got so many views that they decided to give a weird origin YouTube show. Not the same, but I can't wait for this new Mortal Kombat movie. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I said yes. And, um... I'll say the names of some of these other movies, even though I don't know. Little Things, Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, In the Heights, Reminisce, Reminiscence, <laughs> um, Malignant, The Many Saints of Newark, King Richard, and Cry Macho. Now, don't care about a lot of those movies, but... That's a good, like, eight movies that I can't wait to see. And Disney, if you have eyes and ears, I, I hope that you are seeing what Warner Brothers decided to do. And, I mean, can we just do that with the MCU and all? Put it out in theaters. Shit, once the vaccine is out, I might go see it in theaters. Just to fork over some of my money. But... In the meantime, the world is different. And I know that you want to make a billion dollars a movie, but gimme, gimme. Black Widow should have been out in May. Somebody needs to be shot. I'd also like to give uh, an update on my PlayStation 5. Um, so far, I've really only played Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is just as wonderful as you would have expected it to be. Um, I beat the campaign and I would say because I wasn't for the first time ever, I wasn't just trying to beat the story. The story is great, very emotional. I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. Um, but instead of going straight to it, I just started doing all of the little assignments. It's the first time that I've really, like, it's not a role-playing game, but I normally don't go out of my way to try to, like, complete 100% of the game. Who has the time? But I was having so much fun. Instead of going mission to mission, I was like, oh, and what's over here? Somebody needs my help? I'll do that, too. And I'll just grab one of these, and I'll do this little challenge over here. I think I'm at 99% now. So I would say, as far as how long I've played to get to 99%, probably 10, maybe 12 hours. Um, and it was, it was great. I'm, I'm probably going to restart the game because there are a couple of, um, abilities you can't get unless you 
restart the game and go back and do those. I bought the ghosts of Tishahumi. I refuse to go grab the cover and I'm never going to be able to pronounce that person's last name or first name. Um, but I bought that and I installed it. I just haven't played it yet. I am teetering about whether or not I'm going to get Cyberpunk 2077. Um, it looks like it's going to be amazing. I know that the PS5 upgrade won't be out until next year, but it's a free upgrade, so that's cool. Um, it has Keanu Reeves, and that's cool. I've watched like a couple of YouTube videos, and everybody seems really excited. My only fear is the fact that role-playing games require a lot of time, and I don't really play video games like that anymore. There was a time when I was in my early 20s I could play for 12, 16 hours straight. Friday night through Saturday at 6, 7 a.m. in the morning. I remember it well. I remember playing rock band for eight, nine hour stretches on expert. And every now and again, like if I'm ever with my old friends from Virginia, I'll try to like play a song. And my hands cramp up like a witch cast a spell. Um, so with Cyberpunk, I really want to play it. I've got everything set up for Twitch, my fancy little PlayStation 5 camera, and I'm all good to go. And that's kind of the only reason that I want to get it, because I'm like, okay, well, even if I don't play that much, I could stream an hour here and there and probably have made a lot of progress in six to nine months. Plus, I'll just get to talk a lot of shit while I'm showing off this, like, gorgeous world. I think it's called Nice City. But I wanted everybody to know, PlayStation 5 is basically just as awesome as I assumed it would be. Breaks my heart that I just saw some story where a guy told his wife that it was a humidifier. A very expensive humidifier. And when she found out that it was actually a PlayStation 5, she sold it. So now he's just fucked and can't buy another one because it's sold out everywhere. All right, stay tuned. We got a Christmas movie coming up soon. Let's see it.